you're listening to a Pave Media show. Visit pavemedia.net for more podcasts and video entertainment. So, John, can you tell me what is the most dangerous car journey you've ever been in? Oh, that's easy. At the time you got your first vehicle and I stupidly volunteered to, to keep you company when you went to pick it up. Wait, which time? We drove halfway down a motorway at this incredibly slow speed. I would say dangerously slow speed before you realised that the handbrake would have been on the whole time. Yeah, that's my bad. Yeah, I know. And then for the entire journey, which probably took about an hour, but felt like it took days because they, <laughs> my entire life flashed before my eyes multiple times. You kept discovering cool new features of this car that you never noticed before. Like, oh, there's a fifth gear. Or, oh, that's how you turn the windscreen wipers on. Oh, but I don't know how to turn them off now. And... <laughs> how, how, how is that a thing that people just know? I don't, I don't get it. Like, it's different in every vehicle. You get in a vehicle for the first time. How do you know? Yeah, I, all I can say is, like, I was practically kissing the ground when we finally got out. Like, oops, <laughs> oops, I'm speeding again. Oops, I'm in the wrong lane. Oops, like, oops, missed the turn off. Like, yeah, maybe I should just... have gone for a different uh, co-pilot. Someone who actually knew where the windscreen wipers were. Look, I was there for moral support, and I think I offered that, you know, as much as I possibly could mm, in the circumstances. I'm not sure you did. It doesn't sound like you did. I didn't I didn't tell you all this at the time. I was just quietly <laughs> praying to see another day. <laughs> Great, okay, quietly praying, moral support. Mm, yeah, same thing. Welcome everybody to Beyond the Box Set, the podcast where we pitch prequels, sequels and spin-offs to films that don't have any. I'm Harry, joining me as always is John. Hello. And we have a special guest this week, mm-hmm. a returning guest, mm-hmm. multiple times. This is her third time at the rodeo, yeah. So. yeah. Not quite beating Ross. No, Ross no. is still our number take, one. Take some beating, yeah. I'm afraid, and he keeps coming back on, the mm-hmm. bastard. Yeah, so Louise, welcome. Hello. Um, you've brought Clueless with you today. I have. Is this... Completing the trilogy of your films, going from Garden State to Burlesque to Clueless? No, this is actually one I'd like to do. (laughs) (laughs) And when you put me on the spot the first time, I didn't know what to do. And then the second time we met up with Ollie and discussed what would be fun to do in pairs, because it was me and John and you and Ollie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was a fun one to do. But I I love this film. I'd like to quickly give a shout out to my best friend, Kate, who this is our favourite film of all time. (laughs) And I know she'll be listening to this. So, hello, Kate. (laughs) I've never had a shout out before, have we? No, not really. Oh, like we are obsessed with this film. Like we've seen it hundreds of times. So, is it the sort of film that you can quote from start to finish? Mm, it's not that quotable. Oh, it's so. Is. What are you talking about? This is one of the most quotable films, surely. It's not as quotable as Mean Girls. I think it's up there. I think it's definitely up there. But it's the it led the way for Mean Girls. I feel. Really. I feel like the real trilogy is not the films that you've done. The real trilogy for me is of like classic teen high school movies is Heather's in the 80s Clueless in the 90s Mean Girls in the 90s sure yeah that is a trilogy of incredible this seems like there's one great one every decade I don't know which one for the 2010s whether there's been one I've missed it but so it could, could still happen it could still there's still time I quite like Easy time. A that one is that 2010s Everstone. I don't know yeah, no, that was good yeah but don't know maybe but those three are like my top three high school movies because sure. I also love this movie yes this it's is a, a great, great movie great film, yeah I had a great time rewatching this. What did you think, Harry? Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I, I watched it today and by myself, just bursting out laughing, which is always a good sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're laughing by yourself. Yes, it's definitely a good sign. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. This this film is just 
It's hilarious. It's fantastic. I think this film is almost perfect. Yeah. It is incredibly well written. I think it's so well acted. Well, it's just perfectly cast. Yeah, Alicia Silverstone is yeah. amazing. I think every actor is not necessarily like the most amazing actor in the world, mm-hmm. but certainly is perfectly cast for the role that they have to play. Yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, I can't imagine anyone doing this better than Alicia Silverstone. It's a perfect role for the perfect actress with the perfect script. It's just totally. so entertaining. Here's where Dion lives. She's my friend because we both know what it's like to have people be jealous of us. Girlfriends. And I must give her snaps for her courageous fashion efforts. Hey, Shan. Dion and I were both named after great singers of the past who now do infomercials. Um, who wants to do a plot summary? Louise, do you, can you do you, you can summarise the plot of this movie? Can you start and I'll help you? Okay, sure, yeah. So, Clueless, well, it's first of all, it's based on the Jane Austen classic, yes. Emma. So it's a modern retelling of Jane Austen's Emma. So set in Wasn't that kind of a thing in the 90s with these kind of high school Yeah, well, Jane Austen was huge in the 90s because well, I mean, she was long dead in the 90s but you know there was the Sense and Sensibility movie there was the Wasn't 10 Things thing. I Hate About You that, I think Clueless like I think Clueless kick-started that trend of like oh let's adapt it as a high school film Yeah, sure But yes, there were definitely other ones oh, that came after that. That's a really good film as well Also a very good film <laughs> Sorry It's on the list It's on the list, yeah Yeah, so She's all that What's mm-hmm. on with you, Rymore? Oh, never been kissed. Never been Is kissed. That, was that based on a Shakespeare? No, just those okay. kind of movies. Those, like, it's a very like of that time genre, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, like, totally. This is like just the... all the same, but like yeah. kind of different. Yeah. Well, I feel like this was the first big teen movie of the period. Like, this yeah, movie. like, but they've all they've all got the basic storyline of like, there's the girl that's like not that hot, but then like they take an item of clothing off all her glasses, and then they're like, <laughs> oh, I'll change her hair color, and then they're like, oh my god, she's actually really attractive. Mm-hmm. Like Brittany Murphy, Ty is mm. not, but it, like they're just washing the red hair out of it, like red dye out of her hair doesn't dramatically change her per se. But then they're like, oh god, she's the hottest girl in school. That's way harsh, Louise. Way harsh. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing the line way harsh tagline. It's way harsh tag. <laughs> <laughs> it's way harsh. Way harsh tag. You're a virgin who can't drive. How can you say this movie is quotable? This movie is so. <laughs> no, that is a great quote. <laughs> You're a virgin who can't drive. drive. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> There's a certain bit of sweetness to watching this now because of obviously what the sad thing that happens with Brittany Murphy, which is that she passed away about yes. 10 years ago. But I did see an old interview with her, obviously before she died, when she was talking about a few years after this film and she was reminiscing about it. And she said, the irony at the time is that I was a virgin who couldn't drive. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like that. that was good. Aww, cute. So sweet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this film is set in LA. It's a very LA. Beverly Hills High. Beverly Hills High, yeah. <laughs> so it basically is set in high school with a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. Some questionable teenagers. Especially the guys. The guys in this film read a lot older. Oh, I don't know. How old was Paul Rudd supposed to be in this? Because people are saying now after he's... He been... was in college. So he, he was older than He was supposed else. to be a little bit older. Cool. Because somebody could have said like he's 35 and I'd have been like, he looked good for his age, but I'd have believed you. Yeah. Well, I mean, he looks the same today. He hasn't aged. Well, yeah, me and Harry talked about this okay. and Harry just yeah he was like no he does okay he's aged he just looks good he looks yeah he looks fine yeah yeah I mean he looks great when we're kidding yeah. but, um, <laughs> he definitely looks he's alright but Alicia Silverstone yeah I think she's about 22 you know I think Brittany Murphy was about 21 22 what's the one with the red hair what's oh Amber name? was Amber. Amber was in her late 30s <laughs> Amber was 37 Amber was somebody's mom at this point yeah sure and uh, Stacey Dash, who plays Dion, she actually was like Thirsty when she filmed this. 
What? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but she still looks the same today. Like, she is just one of those lucky people, I think. Right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love all of those scenes between her and... What's her boyfriend called? Murray. M- Donald bit. Faison yeah. from Scrubs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was good. Just when he's cutting his hair in the shower. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, so funny. I'm keeping it real. I'm keeping it real. I'm calling your mother. Yeah. <laughs> I do not wear polyester hair. <laughs> I mean, it's the same character as Scrubs, to be honest. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, I loved his ridiculously low pants. Woman, like, yep. don't call me woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the relationships in this film are perfect. Like, everyone, all the characters have such fantastic interrelationships. It's also quite forward thinking for the time. Like, what's the. Is it Elton, the creep? Elton's the creep, Jeremy Sisto. And then there's also the gay kid. I don't know if that's who you're thinking of. Christian. Travis. Christi- no, Tra- Travis is the, the stoner who, whose tie is true love. No, mm. El- yeah, Elton's the one that, if we're doing a plot summary, do we skip, I don't know. Yeah, let's not skip in and out. Yeah. yeah. So they're all in high school and Alicia Silverstone plays Cher. Not Cher, but Cher. <laughs> she says like, me and my best friend Dion were both named after pop stars. Cher Horowitz. Cher what Horowitz. What a great yeah. surname. We're both, something like we're both named after pop icons who now do infomercials. <laughs> <laughs> Some great and night. Cher's mum is no longer with us. Because she died in a freak plastic surgery accident. Which was, <laughs> of course. So of Beverly delight, Hills. One of the more delightful <laughs> details, yeah. So she lives uh, in this castle. Mansion. It's not a mansion, it's a castle. Like, it's a fairy tale castle. Like, sure. It's ridiculous. She has a walk-in wardrobe. Yeah. With her... That's electronically hooked up to her desktop PC. Yeah, I was wondering, like, because I didn't know what this film was at all. Mm-hmm. And one of the first scenes is like, I don't know what to wear. And she gets a computer out, the computer tells her what to wear. I was like, is this, what, is this the future? Yeah. Oh, I feel like where, where, where are we living right in now? its own universe. It's like a very <laughs> yeah, heightened version of like, it's based in some version of reality, but it's mm-hmm. so heightened and cartoonish. Like, the, yep. Yeah. They're all dressed like cartoon characters. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, they are. It cracks me up the touchscreen yeah. computer. It's just absurd. Like, yeah, that she's using to scroll through and figure out what to wear for the day. But yeah, she, she lives in this fairy tale mansion with her father, who's a big lawyer, isn't he? A yes, neat... a big scary prosecutor. Yeah, but he argues with me for free because I'm his daughter. <laughs> <laughs> he is one of my all-time favorite. For whatever movie. reason, she occasionally works for him on his cases. She's just yeah. helping him out. Yeah. Hashtag random. She's helping him out. She's helping him out. She's being a good daughter. One day she'll be a successful lawyer. But, mm-hmm. yeah. but he, he is one of my all-time favourite movie dads. He is just so spectacularly grouchy and yeah. terrifying. <laughs> when she's like, oh, daddy, drink your juice. And he's mm. just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. Well, she's a control freak, yeah. She likes to... Oh, she, yeah. that, that's her big personality type. She is a huge control freak. She likes to, like, micromanage everyone and, like, manage their lives, which is... Yeah. I get it's the and plot. She wants then. everything to go well for everybody. Yes, exactly. And, yeah, she seems like she's pretty much, like the popular girl or like she's she's pretty high on the social ladder but she's not like played as a mean girl or a bitch particularly she's just like she's smart and self-confident but also kind of ditzy yeah but in a very kind of like almost knowing kind of way it's almost like it's very endearing yeah again this is why the performance is amazing and the writing is amazing because it'd be so easy for this character to just be like a villain Mm. or to just be like dislikable but she plays it so well where it's like yes she's clueless if you don't mind me using the word title of the film but also like she's so sincere all the time 
Like, she really does just want to help people. Yeah. With makeovers. And so that's what she does. I'd say it's what differs this film from Heather's and Mean Girls. There's no Mean Girls in this particular. Mm. Even Amber, who's maybe the villainess. She's, she's a crap Mean Girl. Yeah, mm. she doesn't do anything. And nobody takes her seriously. No, and she never really does anything in the film. She doesn't have a point. She's yeah. just like there to be dressed like a cartoon air hostess for some reason. <laughs> I know, right? She looks like um, the chick from Aqua, actually. Mm. Yes, she does. I look, knew you would like that. She does look like Lena, Lena Nystrom. You're, right. you're talking um, a language I do not understand. You've heard Barbie Girl. Um, yeah, but I've not seen the chick from Aqua. You have. She's in this movie. She plays Amber. Okay. <laughs> Amber, Miss Stoger, my plastic surgeon doesn't want me doing any activity where balls fly at my nose. Well, there goes your social life. <laughs> it's funny, like, there isn't actually much of a plot. So there's, like, a few little things happening, but there's no, like, one... Plots, I would say. I mean, it breaks out with her wanting to, yeah, make things right between people. So yeah, the first all... thing that she does is she wants to make... She's failing at school and she gets a bad grade in, like, her debate class. So yeah. she wants to make her debate teacher happy so that she can get a better grade. Yeah. So she makes him fall in love with her teacher for like teacher. English or something. Yeah, she's like a matchmaker. She likes to... Yeah, uh, so she sets that up and then she realises she's kind of good at that. Then there's a new kid, Ty, who comes yeah. to the school. And Played by Brittany Murphy. You know, and Ty's a bit clueless. Ty, and... Ty has a past and I'm intrigued <laughs> yeah. by Ty's past. Yeah. yeah, you know, she's not a virgin. She's smoking weed. Like, God got... knows where Ty's from, but it's wrong. How, yeah, how is she um... at this school? Because like, it feels like this is like a very elite well, they never yeah. ad- They never address anything about Ty's life, which is apart from like... But they drop lots of hints and I love that. It's yeah. Like, like, watching it back this time, I've seen this film many times, but this is the first time I've like really sat down and paid attention since I was like maybe a teenager. Yeah. And there were so many jokes that I missed when I was a kid that yeah, now sure. I'm like, oh, that was a really good joke. Like, someone like offhand mentions Coke, as in Coca-Cola. She's like, she's shit, like, you guys got Coke? Coke here? Sure, <laughs> no. yeah, she does. Like, Ty has been through some shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, you don't really know where she's come from. But anyway, Cher decides that she needs a makeover mm-hmm. so that she can fit in at the school. Like, not in, but still, like John says, not in a mean girl's kind of way. She's not like, oh my God, you're not going to fit in here. You look gross. She's just kind of like, and it's, she's right, like, the flannel shirt, the baggy jeans, we've got to lose them, you know, she'll look better with a crop top on, who doesn't? Mm-hmm. And she, tru- like she truly and, wants the um, best of people. She yeah. truly wants the best for everyone to share, and that's what makes her endearing. And Yeah. yeah. And so she does that, then they go to a party, then I think the, as the storyline goes on, Cher realises that she'd quite like someone to do that for her, I yeah. think. It's like she puts so much emotional energy into making everyone else happy. She doesn't really focus on herself very much. So I guess maybe that's one of the morals. She wants everyone to be perfect. Like, you know, she's always talking to her dad about, you know, eating the right food and all this kind of stuff, regardless of his own, whatever he wants to do. She tries to get Ty to get with uh, Elton, Elton, even though Ty and Travis are clearly perfect for each other. Yeah. Poor Travis. Poor little. I he loved, comes good in the end. He but did. We'll get, I we'll loved Travis. We'll yeah. The lesson she learns in the film is that maybe you should don't need to meddle in everyone's lives. Like sometimes you can let people figure yeah. their own shit out. Also, the other underlying story is that Paul Rudd's character Josh, yes. her mm-hmm. stepbrother, Who's, who I knew he was her stepbrother. I was so unsure of this all the way this through. This is well, confusing. It is mentioned several times. If you are actually listening, Harry, ah, well, even well, to the point what, where they even say like, "You're then. not my stepbrother anymore," because the parents are divorced. Like her, um, his his mom and by her the, dad are divorced. Because by, so by the end of the film, when they hook up, I lost all confidence on that. I was like. I thought they were stepbrother and sister, but like, yeah, she gets, this, this isn't Pipster's weird. She mm, gets mean at here? one point and she's like, we're not even my 
like stepbrother anymore because mm. like our parents aren't even married. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I know what you mean though. It is. I think it is isn't quite clear because he hangs around so much. Yeah, yeah, because that's it. He is not the biological son of her dad. I, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so but, no relation whatsoever. No. But again, it is a bit weird because you'd think it is quite unlikely that if you were married to someone very briefly as they apparently were that you would still have a relationship with that person's son if it wasn't oh, your no, son no. Like someone it? I went to one of my best friends from high school was Same? Okay. dating his brother oh, so. fair. oh fair enough okay not biological is it so no yeah. no I'm not saying their relationship is sick or anything but... I I'd, I'd, I'd a friend who was doing that but uh, they, they they cut it off when their parents got married they thought oh, well, yeah it's a bit fine now okay yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it didn't work out with this other people but yeah um, obviously the, it, they make it very clear that the dad has a really big soft spot for Josh's character and absolutely that he's like yeah. working hard and he supports him for whatever yeah. reason so yeah so basically Cher's dad has a son f- no doesn't have a son I'm yeah, just Cher's dad has married, was previously married to a woman who had a son who is played by Paul Rudd in this film and they've long since divorced it's not his son but Paul Rudd's character still is close to him comes around stays, and comes to stay for the summer essentially and, and does quite a lot of work and for yeah because he's training to be he wants to study to be a lawyer so yeah. he's kind of almost interning with his ex-stepfather kind of thing basically yeah. so he's it's just not around, weird like, they're just kind of cool with no, each yeah, other exactly. like... so he's just hanging around the house a lot and so Paul Rudd and Cher have a lot of like sparking you know little I hate you, but I love your arguments. Yeah. You and can the see point, where it's going to go. Yeah. The point is that Josh thinks that, like, Cher's kind of vapid and doesn't have a lot going for her, and she's, like, quite desperate to prove that, like, she's not. And mm-hmm. there's that really good scene in the car where Josh is with his girlfriend, and oh, they yeah. pick up Cher after she's been... So she's been at a house party, and she gets with this... Like, she goes for a lift with this guy called Elton, and then he, like, tries it on with her, and it's really gross, and he's, like, you know, kind of... How does she describe it? Sexually harassing her, that's it. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah and She has um, a horrible evening because then she gets mugged, which is actually... Yeah, so she gets out of the yeah. car, then she gets mugged, and then she calls Josh and she's like, oh, come and get me. And so he picks her up with his girlfriend and in the back of the car... Um, that girlfriend, by the way, never seen again. No, no <laughs> never yeah, seen again. Never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> Conveniently disappears. But what is it? Like, they're talking about some case or something, and then, like, the girlfriend's like, well, to thine and self be true, or whatever, as Hamlet said. And then, like, Cher's like, oh, well, no, Hamlet didn't say that. Actually, it was... Polonius. Polonius. Uh, and then, like, she's like, I think I know who said it. I know Hamlet. And then, like, and I, oh, no, I know Shakespeare. And then she's like, well, I know who said it, because Mel Gibson said it in the film. Yeah. Like... And yeah. it's just like, oh yeah. my god! Oh, and then the Paul Rudd's Mel- like laughing to himself, like Josh yeah. is ra- laughing to himself about yeah, it. Yeah, I think one of the journeys for I think Paul Rudd's arc in this film is seeing that beneath all of her like ditzy fashion yeah. persona is a very intelligent person and someone yeah. who definitely has hidden depths. And so it's about him seeing that and learning to appreciate that about her, and also yeah. and her, her journey just realizing that she's in love with him, which she does in a very literal manner when she's just walking through the streets and then like literal fountains and they're skipping ahead there they go to a, they go to that like um, prom party and mm-hmm. the Mighty Mighty Boss are playing obviously which mm-hmm. is really cool and <laughs> I mean the soundtrack is the impression that I get yeah. don't get yeah. demonetized. I left um, my cranberry CD in my locker can I go get it <laughs> <laughs> someone's gonna steal it <laughs> The cranberries. Oh. And Paul, like Josh starts dancing with Ty, doesn't he? Yeah, He's yeah, like yeah. Off red or whatever. 
Probably, probably on drugs. <laughs> oh, is this the party where they're doing the rap song? What's it? What, rolling with the homies. No, the that's the party before oh, we were okay. talking about. Fair enough. Fair when we Ty bumps ahead and. Well, we didn't talk about that, but that's also a great party scene. Right? That is a good party scene. There's lots of good like high school party scenes in this film. Yeah. The first party is that iconic red cup party. Yes, scene. when they're playing uh, suck and blow. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then. Yeah, Ty bumps her head, and then, yeah, Cher's desperately trying to get Elton to go with her. But mm. then, yeah, that's how she... Even though he's clearly more interested, only, interested, only has eyes for her. Right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the second party, Ty is dancing with Paul Rudd's character, Josh. Josh, yeah. And then, like, Cher's kind of a bit put out by it. And then, like, after the party, she's kind of like, I know, I love Josh. And yeah. then it goes on from there, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. Okay, okay, so he's kind of a Baldwin. But what would he want with Ty? She could make him happy. Josh needs someone with imagination, someone to take care of him, someone to laugh at his jokes, in case he ever makes any. Then suddenly, oh my God. I love Josh. I am majorly, totally, but crazy in love with Josh. And then from that point, it kind of just skips to the end, like, really quickly. And they're at that, like, wedding of the teachers. Yeah. <laughs> How did they get invited to that? Like, <laughs> I feel like she was a bridesmaid. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, I get that she kind of got them together. But the thing is that they don't know that she got them together. Yeah. It's like those... Adult- and then all three of them get invited. Bear in mind, one of these girls has turned and, up... Like, and Dion's two, boyfriend, two. and, like, literally oh, yeah. half of them. Yeah, yeah, they're all there. Yeah, I don't feel like those teachers ones. had any adult friends. No, <laughs> no. No. Like, even the new girl. Yeah. Yeah, even Ty's, like, guest of honour. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. And then, yeah, Paul Rod and her are together, and it's all kind of like... Wah, wah, wah. I feel like they skipped over a lot, because... Yeah, it, definitely. It, it went from, like, they're having their first awkward kiss at the top of the stairs, to suddenly they've gone to a wedding together, yeah. and she's catching a bouquet, and... Well, you don't know how much time has passed. Yeah. No, no, you, you're right, you don't, but... You really don't need I'd to... I'd like to have seen it a little bit more. Pass. Yeah. yeah. Well, cause... I think the whole point was it had worked out. Yeah. Well, she makes that joke, doesn't she? She's like, well, you, you can guess what happened next. And it kills like a bride and groom. It's like, as if I'm 16. Yeah. This isn't Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can guess what happened next. Therefore, as if I am only 16 and this is California, not Kentucky. You make us the bride. What plot lines haven't we talked about? Because there's so many. So we haven't talked about Christian. The gay Oh, kid. the gay Oh, yeah. There's oh, so many random things that happen in this film. Well, I, I thought the handling of that that whole plot was really nice. I really liked and was intrigued by the fact that Donald Faison, Murray, seemed like... He was the one to know. He knew. And yeah. he, not only did he know that he was gay like and was fine with it, great, but also he knew he really knew his gay lingo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, well, she is a card-carrying Streisand listening friend of Dorothy. <laughs> I was like, are you? Friend of Dorothy's like totally a drag race crew as well. Like, yeah, no, well, friend of Dorothy is like an old. It means friend because Judy Garland Darlin, played Dorothy yes, and was. I know, but like, that's like. I mean, is it still around today? Yeah, like, sure, but you wouldn't think of some like kid would know that, like some seventeen-year-old boy. Who's they've like, also equally like a lot of these like nineties films now. You hear like you listen back with the gay jokes and stuff, or mm. or gay characters and kind of wince a bit and think like oh, yeah. oh god I really like, thought, well, that's not very sensitive and that's kind of mean that's it no like, I really thought Murray was going to just say oh he's a fag yeah like, but, do you know what yeah Seriously, I was actually yeah. crying yeah and then he, he said no he's a card carrying Streisand listening <laughs> friend of Dorothy I was like wow 
Wow. Yeah, and, and nothing, na- and nothing nasty. No, he was, kind of, he's kind of like it's really obvious, duh. Yeah, like, yeah. He, that's it, and that was that was what I really liked. It was like he found it funny because the idea that Cher would think she was had a chance of him, but it wasn't like he was disgusted by him. And also Cher, when she she's like. Oh, of course. Oh, we'll still be friends. And then they, they stay yeah, friends. Yeah, and then they just yeah. cut to them at the mall, like, yeah. having a nice time. Like, yeah. Rather than, like, her being like, oh, I don't ever want to see you again. Ugh. Yeah. Like. No. I like. I really liked that character, though. I thought he was very funny. Like, with his whole kind of James dean kind of... His, <laughs> when, when he, his and first a scene, card. His like, first scene when he's just, like, got his jacket over his shoulders, like, literally just posing in the doorway. Well, I like how the first scene, it's pretty much... Beforehand, she's just narrating, saying like, "Ugh, why do all the boys dress the way they do?" And they're yeah. all slimy yeah. and greasy hair and everything. Oh, there's a boy who can dress himself, and yeah, 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 absolutely. Here's a well-dressed boy. Yeah. I love when she drops her um, floofy pen on the floor, which yeah. was a total fashion. We all had the fluffy pen, uh-huh. me included. Yeah, me too. And um, <laughs> did you also drop on the floor to impress boys? Yeah. So lend it, bend over. <laughs> Nice stems, like yeah, nice, nice shoes, like uh, exactly. And she's still just like, thanks. Yeah, that's like, a thing straight boys say. Nice stems. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hello, massive red flag, but I sure, know. whatever. I loved it. when they're watching like Spartacus together. It was, oh, it was so funny. It was so funny. Yeah, no, it was but great. But I feel like Christian was okay. Like, I did, like I, I spent a lot of time thinking like where these characters would go. I feel like at the end of this film, Christian probably went to New York. You know, became a fabulous gay hipster. Yeah. Maybe murdered Johnny Versace. Oh my god. <laughs> He, <laughs> was like, he was giving he me. Looks like the he really the looked, was giving me Andrew Cunanan vibes. Oh though. my god! I can't believe I didn't say it first. Damn it! Yeah, he was giving me major those vibes. Yeah, totally. You know, listeners, I think I might just bow out of this episode. <laughs> Stay pop. <laughs> yeah, this, you, know, you get your time for the sequels. Yeah. Fine. Well, who was your favorite character then? You put me on the spot there. Come on, it's your favorite character. We've talked about most characters. We, we can talk about them again. It can be someone we've already had. Oh yeah, probably was Christian. Okay, Christian. Oh, okay, of course. Fine. We just talked about him. So move on. All right. I fine. feel like you just picked him because you don't even remember any of the characters. Well, not, not by name. No. Oh. I really liked Travis. We haven't talked about Travis yet. I thought Travis was such a sweetheart. He's the the stoner. I love him when he's on his twelve oh, step yeah, program. Oh yeah, yeah, he's, he's good. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was so sweet. He's like 16 years old and he gets stoned and now he's on the 12-step program. I was like, that's yeah. so LA. He didn't like, yeah. remind me of anybody whatsoever no, no, no. in my life <laughs> well, sure, ever sure, sure. that I've ever met before. Yeah. Um, but he didn't seem like he was like in a bad place. Like he seemed like he was stoners just... Stoners never do. Well, okay. Fine. Always look on the bright side. Okay, the stone fine, side. Fine, fine. But like, um, I liked that he was on this 12-step program and by, by which he just means he's giving away his bong, not like he's throwing it away. He's just like... I think somebody else could get some good use. Yeah, out yeah, of this. yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's not like drugs is bad. It's just no. like I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, I don't think yeah. he's staying on the straight and narrow. I think, no, he, I think he might swerve. But I just found I, he didn't have a lot of screen time. But I felt like his attraction to Ty was really sweet, and especially because like they obviously both really fancy each other, and then. Cher is constantly like, no, 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 Ty, come over here. There's better boys. And he just always just looks like this sad little stone puppy, just like, oh. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, her choice wasn't great. Elton was horrible. Elton was dreadful, so. yeah. Like, that's the thing. Ty was already a bit, you know, was rough around the edges, and so was Travis. Like, they were like the two outsiders. Like, you know, they bonded over the, the cartoon. You know, they, they both liked art and skater stuff. And like, yeah, it was just like, he liked her for her, whereas Cher was trying to make her change everything about herself so that Elton would fancy her. And it didn't work because Elton didn't fancy her anyway, so. Yeah, yeah. sure. I met a really cool guy. Describe. Uh, he's got long hair. He's really funny. Straight off, right? He offers me some smoke. <laughs> there he is. 
Are you talking about drugs? Here. Hi, how old are you? I'll be 16 in May. My birthday is in April, and as someone older, can I please give you some advice? It is one thing to spark up a doobie and get laced at parties, but it is quite another to be fried all day. Do you see the distinction? Here. Melodies generally hang on the grass you know over there. Sometimes they come to class and say bonehead things, and we all laugh, of course, but no respectable girl actually dates them. Mm -mm. You don't want to start off on the wrong foot now, do you? We haven't talked about the highway the scene. The driving scene. Which yeah. made me that was stressful. cry laughing. With, yeah, yeah, so funny. <laughs> so fucking funny, yeah. <laughs> I just love how many things went wrong on that. Yeah. Because there's a whole running thing about both Dion and Cher, Cher being, not being terrible drivers. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. But and there's one scene where Dion's driving and they're just... I love how it just comes out of nowhere. That's what makes it even funnier. Like, there's comedy moments that you're not really primed for where they're just having a very kind of banal conversation. I think they're talking about Christian, whether he's gay or not. And then suddenly it's like, oh my God, baby, on the freeway! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she just starts screaming and taking her hands the freeway, off the like the motorway, basically. Yeah. The yeah, freeway's yeah. the motorway. So it's like if you accidentally entered the motorway yeah, when sure. you weren't confident as driving, you know? Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I've been yeah, there. I've been there with you. Yeah. And then one of the shots of like the different cars, like, so there's like a giant, like, American style truck, mm -hmm. there's like a grandma, like, yeah. giving them the, the swearing know, grandma, the swearing grandma, giving them the finger out of car window. Oh, like, with the gang of bikers, yeah, just <laughs> surround their car. <laughs> Yeah, it's a gang of bikers. Yeah, it's just really like it's just one of those like farcical comedy scenes, and it's so good. Mm -hmm. Like it's mm -hmm. ridiculous. Mm -hmm. What the hell? Yeah, Yo, you're getting on the freeway. What? No, turn right. Oh, get out of the lane. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, okay. okay get procedure. Just oh. get out the lane. Oh, I just want to quote this movie for like, can we just quote it for like an hour? Like, yeah, fine. I take back what I said. I just didn't want to be put on the spot. <laughs> I do a really good share impression. Go on. <clears throat> yeah. Josh, please. Yeah. Like, there's a, a homeless guy holding a gun to her forehead and she just kind of goes this is a like it's and then she drops a designer that nobody's ever heard of yeah uh, yeah yeah not since the 90s and yeah. then she doesn't want to get on the ground to make it day I'm like girl I feel you like <laughs> It's a nice dress. Well, but oh my god, a lot of square necklines in this. Well, I was going to say, should we talk about the fashion in this film? Yeah. So much. It's really hard to drive in platforms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, that would be an excuse for being on the other side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> and you said this film wasn't quotable. Oh, I, I said I didn't want to be put on the spot. I take it back, okay? <laughs> um. So much plaid. Yeah, so, so much plaid. So much plaid. Like... Yeah, I mean the yellow plaid dress from the start is probably like the iconic outfit from this film. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that is just that's the one that everyone remembers. I like it when she comes down in that white dress and he's like, and his her dad's like, is that underwear? Like, what does he say? Something like it's like, just, it like you're not going out in that. It looks like underwear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's like, what the hell is that? She's like a dress, and he's like, according is it? to who? Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. According to who? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> brilliant. Go cover up. Duh, I was going to. <laughs> <laughs> Duh. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. And I mean hats. So many hats. Yeah. Of course there were, yeah. I don't remember us wearing 
flat top, well, no, I mean, wide-brimmed hats in the 90s. Well, this is what, it did feel like very heightened in that way. The hats were so ludicrous. It's very like Heather's in that respect, I think. Yeah, it's like, here's what was fashionable. Now we're going to turn it up to like the power of 10. Yeah. And make it as extreme as it could possibly be. Definitely, yeah. Because honestly, there's a scene with Amber, the red-headed middle-aged lady. Who, <laughs> <laughs> she honestly was dressed like a cartoon of an air hostess. Like, that is just what she was. <laughs> She was like, if Hannah Barberi and the people who did like Flintstones and Top Cat drew an air hostess, that's what she would be. Like, yeah. And with the hair as well, like she's like Pippi Longstocking. They, they definitely put, oh, they yeah. put wires in her, like in her plaits so that they stuck out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was very cartoonish, but it was it was fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. And Dion, so many hats on Dion. Yeah. So many hats. It's different hat every scene, isn't it? She, she truly, yeah. Her wardrobe. She's like the Imelda Marcos of hats. Like, <laughs> she must have had a wardrobe just like. I loved when they were giving, uh, what's her face, the one who's redheaded at the start? Amber. Yeah. Oh, Ty. Yeah, Ty. Uh, yeah. When they were giving Ty a makeover, like they just started putting things in her hair, like Coke cans. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, oh that's oh, a yeah. really yeah. that yeah. <laughs> Bitch stole my were, look. Were, um, were they rollers or, or was that just. Mm-hmm. Here they are. This film is so well realised in terms of like the, the background. There's always something to watch in the background, even not mm. watching the main characters. Yeah. The amount of teenage girls, like 15 year olds, who are like recovering from a nose job. Yeah. Yep. They all yeah, have the yeah, 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 I saw yeah. a few of them. Constant. It was so funny. <laughs> Shea, get in here. What's up, Daddy? What the hell is that? A dress. Says who? Calvin Klein. It looks like underwear. Go upstairs and put something over it. Yeah, I was just <laughs> going to. Hey, you. Anything happens to my daughter, I got a forty-five and a shovel. I doubt anybody would miss you. So, yeah, drinking games. Sure, okay. Let's go around. Who wants to start? Every time Cher makes this noise. Uh... Yes, any time Cher whines. Yeah, whining is a big one. Well, I've already mentioned it, but drink for hats. Every time you spot a new uh, hat. That's my first one. Yep, well, yeah. sure. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a drink with a fantastic headwear, because then it includes like the Coke can. Pigtails, Coke yeah. can, yeah. No, mm. that, yeah, any, any headwear is good, definitely, yeah. yeah. Drink for plaid, plaid. Plaid, yeah, drink for plaid. Absolutely. AKA tartan. Yeah, plaid and tartan. I think are interchangeable words, I think. Is tartan we don't really use it in the UK. Though, I think tartan's it? like the specific colour scheme that you see, like the yeah, red. Yeah, I guess, but in, the, in that typically wrong way, we would just be like, oh, it's tartan or, yeah. or Czech. Yes. Plaid but, isn't very... No, plaid's very much the American term, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a lot of plaid in this film. Mm. Very much plaid, yeah. Drink for bad driving. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, I've got drink for Ooh, dangerous sorry. driving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, drink any time a boy touches the... A boy touches share. Mm-hmm. Okay. Appropriately, inappropriately, both, either, or... I mean, either, really. He liked at the beginning of the film where... What's the stoner boy called? Travis. When he, like, bumps into her and he's he's like, Oh, gross! (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There was a point for for a good hour of this film, I was like, does Cher even like boys? Yeah, I was wondering that, too. (laughs) She seemed very, like... And then at the end, obviously, it was because she was in love with Josh. But I was Mm. like... It's just Cher, just like, maybe she's not into boys. Well, she said all the way through she wasn't into high school boys. That sure, was her yeah. thing. Can't say a like, blame her. Like some older, yeah, fair enough. Drink for dated music references. Yeah. Like 90s music references. I mean, references. the Mighty Mighty Bastards are still going now, George. Sure, so, sorry, we'll come sorry. on, back off. Yeah. Uh, some songs in this were in Captain Marvel. That film came out uh, two months ago, so... Okay, fine. I don't, well, yeah. yeah. It's actually all come back around a bit, hasn't it? It has really? a bit, yeah. Yeah, John. No, I love all the music in this film. But it is dated, yeah. It's it's a great soundtrack, though. I immediately wanted to it go and stream the entire soundtrack. soundtrack like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, drink for any Coke product placement. Mm. Yeah. Very good, yeah. 
She asks for a Diet Coke. There's just Cokes everywhere. There's Coke yeah. jokes about drugs. There's mm-hmm. Coke in Watch the Face's hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're drinking it all the time. Yep. Drink for the word clueless. Oh, that was my last one as well. Okay. <laughs> yep, that's a good one. Yeah. A lot of people say it a lot of the time. Yeah, I think Cher just says it all the time. Yeah? Yeah. You could probably get squeeze one in for every time someone says, like, duh. Or... Yeah. Oh, yeah, drink for 90s lingo. That's another yeah, one. Yeah, 90s one. lingo, yeah, yeah. Just put that in general. Whatever. Yeah. I wonder how much of that this film invented. Like, as if, whatever. As if. Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel like if. it really, like, coined a lot of the term. Like, how Mean Girls created, like, fetch. And I stuff. still use it all now. What? Embarrassingly yeah. so. Like, just 90s lingo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, it's fantastic, though. Have you got any more, Louise? Nah, I'm done. You done? done? We'll drink for primary colours, as well as the plaid. It, there's a lot of like so bright. Primary. It's so it's so like there's yellow. No, pink, there are no neutrals in this film. Red. It's all primary. Like. Mm-hmm. And then finally, drink for hints about Ty's questionable past. Oh sure, yeah. yeah so I mean, we've had a lot of them already. We were like, you know, I'm not a virgin. Like, <laughs> um, you guys got coke? <laughs> and there's one where she goes, you guys, I've never had straight friends before. I was like, Aww. I don't know if she meant like straight. I've just never had like straight up friends. Probably she just meant that. But I was like, are you a lesbian? Have you just like, have you just come from like a school where you oh, just professed? Oh yeah, lesbians? for the first half of this film, I thought she was gay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. But no, well, no, clearly not. Not, not, not I mean, that would be I, me meeting straight people after uni, for example. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just like the idea that she's come from this kind of lesbian commune, and that she's now she's <laughs> this very like you know. I don't know. Sure. Yeah, I really can't overstate that Brittany Murphy was. Delightful in this film. It really made me sad. Like mm, she's she, so cute. She, she plays so like and, so well. Yeah, and yeah, she she looks great. She's hysterical. She's got the physical comedy. Like just, like when she's just watching the Mentos commercial, just like singing along. Mentos are <laughs> fresh. Like yeah, yeah. When Cher's teaching her how to say sporadically. <laughs> oh, that's my drinking game. Whenever Cher has an excellent vocabulary, I was very yeah. impressed by Cher's vocabulary in this film. Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. And my buttons, they don't feel nothing like steel. Okay, it will get easier, I promise. Just as long as we do it every day, not just sporadically. How do you know if you're doing it sporadically? That's another thing, Ty. We've got to work on your accent and vocabulary. See, sporadic means once in a while. Try and use it in a sentence today. All right. Be seeing ya. Yeah, I hope not sporadically. Oh, do you know some casting choices that almost happened in this film? Mm-hmm. So, because this film was in production for okay, a while. Okay, great. So, I love all these. I love, like, what might have been. So, for the role of Cher, they considered, but quickly rejected, young Angelina Jolie. Would Eesh. never have worked. Oh, would my have been God. Quest not, on a bike. Not right for that role. No. And also a young Gwyneth Paltrow. Maybe. No. I don't think she could have been as likeable. No. It would have just been a bitch. And also... Oh, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, Mia! Okay. Yeah, Paltrow can be very good, but I think she's too. I don't. I think she would have just come across as like stuck up, but not like charming in this uh, role. She played it like thingy from the Royal Tenenbaums. No, I like her. I, I like her in Talents of Mr. Ripley. I like her in Tenenbaums. I just don't think Cher that kind of ditzy kind of. No. She would have like condescended. Adorableness. Of... Yeah, she's not adorable. No. Gwyneth Paltrow is a great actress. She's not adorable. Yeah. Reese Witherspoon as well was almost cast. That, that, that could have worked. worked. That could have worked. That would have worked. That could have worked quite well. I was getting Drew Barrymore vibes as well. Yeah, she probably was a little old for the role at this point. She's okay. a little, but yeah, certainly that would have worked. Maybe. Yeah. And in the not in a horrible way, but Drew Barrymore is also sort of, sort of more suited to the like. She's more the tight. Yeah. Yeah, she's more. She's not really like a classic. The like, slightly yeah. dumpy role, rather than. Yes, the... she'd be a great tie. She would have been a very good tie. Yeah, yeah. totally. For the Josh Paul Rudd role, 
You'll love this. Oh my god. The actor Tammy who... is Ryan Gosling. Sorry, no, 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 it's worse. It's so much worse. The actor who almost played... Johnny Depp. No. He would have been far too old. Come on. <laughs> no, the actor who almost played Paul Rudd's role was actually... Uh... Oh my god, I've lost... forgotten his name. Seth Rogen. No, no, no. Scrubs, James Franco. Scrub's main guy. Um... Oh, uh, Jack Braff. Zach Braff. Zach Braff. It was almost Zach Braff played Oh, thank God it Josh. wasn't. I don't think I'd have liked this film half as much. No, I don't think you would have been reason for that relationship anywhere near as much. No. I want to see it, though. I'm sure you do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, Paul Rudd would have been better. But, yeah, absolutely. But no, I want to see it. <laughs> Dodge that bullet. Yeah. And Paul Rudd initially auditioned for the role that Donald Faison played mm-hmm. because he didn't realise the character was supposed to be black. Uh, he thought the character was supposed to be like a white boy. Oh my god, that's so was funny. Black. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then they were like, no, but maybe you can be this character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what great wow. audition. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, there's so some really fun. good facts. Yeah, I, I, love, I love a good alternative casting fact. So there you are for this film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Who's going first? Well, before we start uh, reading sequels, I'll need uh-huh. to, I need to listen to a Patreon. You, you, you've heard this show before, Louise. I have. I I'm believe... even a Patreon subscriber. Maybe you could tell us about Patreon then. No, you can do it. <laughs> nice try, wasn't it? Yeah. No. So, listeners, we're on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com/slash Beyond the Box Set, then you can subscribe to us as much or as much or as little as you like. And you know, me and John appreciate it. It helps us. Uh, also, uh, for yourselves, what you get out of it, you get a bonus show. So. Essentially, two episodes to be on the box set a week. Yeah. For as little as $2 a month. As little as $2 a month, which is all that Louise pays us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you do pay us, you get a few things. You get a bonus show called Beyond Beyond the Box Set, where we review cinema releases. Yep. Um, also, once a month, we will have a Patreon supporter on the main show, which, of course, is this episode right now. Yeah. So, Hello. Thank you, Louise, for being a Patreon supporter and coming on the show. Yep. You're welcome. And also, once a month... Every patron will get a 30-second advert slot on the show where they can advertise anything they want. Mm-hmm. Which you've never really taken advantage of. Can I plug somebody now? Is that okay? Go of course, it. go for it. Plug anyone. Hang on, I just need to check my messages. Oh, okay. Who, who are you plugging? I am plugging my friend Kate. Oh, okay. um, she has a band and they're called Cat Noises. I know that's such an amazing name for a band, right? Mm-hmm. And they have a gig on the 14th of June. <laughs> However, she has not said where this gig is. So well, I mean, most of our that'll listeners be quite useless. The majority of our listeners don't live in. But Leeds, you can also so. find cat noises on Facebook and on SoundCloud. So please check them out. Is that cat C A T space noises? Yeah. Cat. Yeah. Cats. The word space noises. What kind of band are they? Uh, the cat. Cat noises. Oh, well, oh, oh. <laughs> no, they're not. Oh. Actually, a cat. It's yeah. the kind of. Like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, experimental noise. I would guess I would describe them as. But yeah, you should go and give them a listen, please. Thanks. Cool. Well, there you go. For top quality advertising like that, please support me on the box set on Patreon. <laughs> yes. Anything right. else, Harry? No, I don't know where to go from there. Okay. So yeah, all of that is available <laughs> at patreon.com forward slash beyond the box set. No matter how much you donate, as much or as little as you like, you get everything. There's no there's no tears with us. No. Well, there's... You don't have to be there's a tears of advertising. No tears tea. of gratitude, yeah. But no tears of like, yeah, you don't get more for more you pay. Although if you want to pay more, we can we can work something out. Yeah, you guys used to make that joke about getting paid 10 grand and you don't do it anymore. Uh, f- 15. 15. Oh, sorry, yeah, well, yeah. do you want us to make a joke now? <laughs> no, it's too late. Uh, 15 grand. Yeah. Hey. Well, there's, there's not much we wouldn't do for that. Like, we could, yeah. 15 grand a month, we'll do whatever you want us to do. Mm, John, John will. John will. 
Right. Time in. to move on. What's everybody's ideas? Okay, John, do you want to go first? Sure. I mean, my idea is a little thin this week, but I was hoping you guys could help me out with it. So I was thinking for this film, like, what, are, what is the thing that makes this film appeal so much? And it is mostly the characters. The characters are, and the writing, but the characters are so amazing and just yep. so likable. And of course, you just want to see more of them. So I was thinking, let's maybe revisit those characters 20 years down the line. Mm-hmm. So it's 2016, 17. Could be 2019. Doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Although 2016 would make more sense because I'm thinking maybe this is going to revolve around them all getting an invite to the 20th high school reunion. Okay. okay. So, yeah, 20th anniversary high school that reunion. Works, yeah. So, I was thinking that the structure of this could be somewhat similar to season four of Arrested Development, which was not very good. Whoa. No, no. And I, and I know that's a hard, that, that's a hard start. Like, that was not a good season of television. But I think for this, it might work if you kind of thought about, okay, because it was the first one was set in high school. So, obviously, these characters are going to move on in their lives. They're not all going to still be living in the same area and okay, be sure. friends. Yeah. So, if you did it kind of like... I'm thinking of this as like a Netflix series rather than a film. I think it would work better as a TV series. Okay. It's 20 years later. They're all like in their late 30s, early 40s, you know. Life has yep. moved on for them all. They've all got whole new lives. And they all get this invitation to their 20th anniversary high school reunion. And they all decide whether or not they're going to come. Okay. And each episode is going to focus on one of those people, one of the characters in the film. And it's going to spend some time catching up. And then it will take them to the reunion. And then okay. I feel like at the end of it, it's going to be them all together at the reunion. Okay. So... Basically, I just wrote some ideas for where I thought these characters might be, and I hope you guys can help me out with it a little bit. Uh, sure. So we're going to start with Cher, obviously, Alicia Silverstone's character. So I feel like Cher passed high school and successfully applied for law school. Yeah. Uh, she seemed like she was a smart, put-together girl, you know, so she's definitely going to pass. There's going to be a lot of help from her father and from Josh. Okay. And she's going to end up in a very prestigious law school. Mm-hmm. where she's going to be looked down on by all the other students because she is, you know, she's considered to be ditzy and vapid and, you know, shallow and all these kind of things. People really judge her based on her appearance, not on the content of her character. Sure. So she really has to fight to be taken seriously, even though she's wearing, you know, fabulous outfits and lots of plaid and high heels and blonde hair and stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. However, because she has this real can-do attitude and she's very full of self-confidence, she believes in herself, she does in fact managed to prove herself to be a very talented litigator. And she passes law school. After graduation, uh, she and Josh break up due to the pressures of maintaining a long-distance relationship, you know. Okay. But she she has a very successful life, and she wins several high-profile cases, specialising in trademark disputes between major fashion houses. So I feel like she'd be, like, defending, like, Prada and Gucci and, you know, oh, okay, working yeah. for, like, Vivian Westwood, all this kind of stuff. Uh, so she has this major career as a lawyer, and then she forges a successful second career as a writer because she has this very wide vocabulary. Mm-hmm. So she then, using her life experience as a you know fashion lawyer and her very well-spoken nature, she actually writes this screenplay to the hit movie Legally Blonde, which is based entirely on her life. Cute. I could tell you were going somewhere with this. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought Good those one. two are very similar films. Like Legally Blonde was like Legally Blonde feels like. Share from Clueless in five years' time when she mm-hmm. gets to university. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like the same character. So I thought it'd be cool if that's what happened. She does, she lives that life. Then she writes that story because she's obviously a very good writer because she's got a good vocabulary. That's a really good idea. She now, now is a celebrated screenplay writer for Legally Blonde. Sure. But maybe she never truly finds love. Maybe after she, her, her and Josh break up, she kind of drifts around a bit and she's kind of single and, you know. So then she gets this letter and she like reminisces about the good old days back in high school. And of course she decides to go. So she's definitely going to go to the reunion. So then there's Josh. I think he's also going to be very successful. 
he's going to be a environmental lawyer. Uh, always, yeah, sure. He always dreamed of being. And I think he travels around the world kind of, you know, defending rainforests and, uh, you indigenous know, indigenous people, people and... and NGOs and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. He becomes very engaged in the world of fair trade and organic materials. Yeah. He becomes a big advocate for organic skincare, like moisturizers and facials. Oh, now you're and... really selling it to Yeah, me. he becomes really engaged. He's like, maybe he's like Lush's representative. <laughs> like he represents Lush and, yeah. But anyway, so he becomes very much about organic beauty products, basically. And consequently, he, over the course of like 20 years, doesn't age a day. <laughs> he just looks the same. And everyone's like, what's your secret? Is it a Botox? Is it a facelift? He's like, no, I just use all natural materials and nobody believes him. Bollocks. Yeah. SPF and retinol, honey. Yeah. Oh, no, I don't. Um, I think Paul Rudd looks 20 years younger than his age for the exact same reason that Angelina Jolie looks 20 years younger than her age. Like, it's injectables. But still, <laughs> in this oh. film, it's like, yeah. How old is Paul Rudd He's like these 50. Days? Right. I feel like I need to know. Sure. I'm pretty sure he's 50. I looked it up the other day, I'm pretty sure. 69? He's not 69. Sorry. <laughs> 90, sorry. I meant I, 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 I meant his birth year. Sorry. Are you sure I, I, you didn't I, I, just I, Google I've, I've Paul Rudd 69? No! <laughs> no! Oh my God, who knows what's no. going uh, 1969, what does that make him? 50? 50, yes, he's 50. He did yeah. say, and I said it too. Yeah, yeah he's looking... Good for fifty, I guess. It's the hairline, isn't it, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, anyway, but, so like, what you're but like he's still he's still looking older than the you know mid twenties that he was in. Oh sure, he definitely does look older, but he's aged. He's aged very. He's got well. a very Jason Bateman about him. I'd like to know if they how well matched they are yeah. for each. Actually, you know what else I think makes people think he hasn't aged is because he hasn't changed his personal style in any way whatsoever. He looks older in that photo somehow. He still looks good. He looks but like his beard's looking greyer. His stubble's yeah. looking greyer. I think it's because him. he's always like kept the same hairstyle. He's not really mm. had a beard, but he has a bit of stubble every now and again. He's not got any Timberry. Oh yeah, there, but that, yeah, that ages him a little bit. Yeah, like, mm. he looks good with a beard, but I think yeah, he's kept his personal style very same for like his entire career. Kind of like what Tom Cruise has done. Yes, and now Tom Cruise has started to just sort of look a little bit wrinkly around the edges. No, mm. Tom Cruise has literally destroyed himself. Tom like, Cruise within has had an more face. Oh, he, do, he, he doesn't look like a real person anymore. Don't get me no, wrong. No, and that's weird. But like he has started to not look like a 30-year-old anymore. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, yeah, so Paul Rudd has basically lived his entire life as the, he's like a Dorian Gray figure. He's got this amazing skin and he looks beautiful and no one can understand why he still looks 20 years old. And uh, yes, so then he gets the letter, mm-hmm. obviously decides to go back to high school to show everyone just how much he hasn't aged a day. Okay, sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, then there's Christian, the gay kid, Justin Walker, the actor. So like I said before, I think he definitely moved to New York City and just became a fabulous gay hipster. Yeah. I don't think he actually murdered Gianna Versace. <laughs> but maybe he like, moved in those circles. Like. Oh, certainly, yeah. Yeah. I feel like he might have like met people who met people. The club like, scene. Yeah, I think he's just become like a big club night burnout kind of figure. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. On the, on the New York kind of club scene in the 90s. Like, have you ever seen Party Monster? Yes, yeah. with Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, I feel Amazing like he, film. I feel like Christian definitely got into that world for a little while. And, okay, yeah. dark, so he's been through dark some dark and dirty. So he's yeah. Been, yeah, maybe he's sure. just fresh out of rehab. He's trying to like put his life back together because he's getting a bit older now. God, what a film. Sorry. Party Monster's great, yeah. So yeah, he gets the letter when he's just kind of in rehab and trying to like put his life back together. And he's yeah. like, oh yeah, maybe I'll go back to high school and see what that's like. So. Like, yeah, perfect. Yeah, okay. very him. Uh, Dion and Murray. This is. Tell me they're still married. I'm afraid they did break up. Oh, I know. God, I, know. So I believed in that couple. Yeah, I did too, but you know. Like, I felt like they had their issues, but they, they made it work. They were also like 15. 
How many people stay together with their boyfriend and girlfriend from when they were 15? It's very uncommon. Carry on, anyway. You know I, yeah, I do know someone. You yes. do know somebody. Great. Great. Well, good for you. I proved you wrong. I didn't say nobody. I just said it's not likely. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so Dion obviously becomes a world-famous milliner, which is a posh word for a hat maker. Okay. <laughs> Great. Yeah. She's a did, hat designer. Did, yeah. did you have to look that up? I knew what a milliner was. Okay. So she works with a bunch of major fashion designers, mm. including Vivian Westwood and Karl Lagerfeld, to design stylish hats for every occasion. And in fact... She actually ended up designing the ridiculous headpiece that Princess Beatrice wore at uh, Prince William and... <laughs> Do you remember that thing that was like a... Yeah. yeah the giant hat, the headpiece? That was a Dion original. Oh, right. So, was that the one that looked like vagina? Yes. Nice. Yes. <laughs> what? I had to be sure. <laughs> I know many a fascinator. I need to check which one it was. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know many are fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Best quotes ever. So anyway, so then she, she has become this famous fashion designer and she's living in Paris in this very kind of like, I feel like she is moving in the Miranda Priestly circles of the Devil Wears Prada. Like she's okay. in that universe maybe. So she's meeting all, she is one of the designers. So she's, her hats are always in the fashion runways and she's always in Vogue and runway and all the famous magazines and stuff. So her life is very glamorous. But her and Murray broke up because she dumped him when she started getting all of these fabulous, you know, yeah, fashion side jobs, she felt like maybe he was holding her back a little bit because he was just very like, sure, he wants to just get married and have kids, and she was actually she, she wants to live this whole life, and so they ended up breaking up. But then she's very successful, but also maybe a little bit lonely. Maybe no. she's never really met anyone who she connects with the same way she connected with Murray before, so or since. So she gets the invitation, and she's like, oh, she feels that kind of pang of yeah. nostalgia, and she's like, oh, maybe I'll go back and check in on everyone, and maybe Murray will be there, and we can reconnect. So she goes there. Um, And then finally, Ty and Travis. Also a bit of a sad story. Ty is dead because Brittany Murphy's dead. And, you know, I don't think think it'd be rude to recast her. Sure, yeah. But I feel like her and Travis stayed together. Yeah. Because I thought they were a very good couple. So they got married and had seven children before she she tragically passed away when she fell off an escalator at the mall. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God! (laughs) Yep, fantastic. Yeah. Leaving Travis, the stoner boyfriend, with, like, seven hyperactive New Jersey regrets running around and he's like, they've all got a, it's, like it's, OCD and, yeah, yeah. and ADHD like yeah, yeah, is yeah. he still sober? oh hell no 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 he's relapsed to the max but like, he's doing his best he's a good dad mm-hmm. he's a good person but yeah he's certainly not like a saint but yeah okay so just, yeah. just, just a little meth each week then no no he's not on meth he's not on meth <laughs> No, what? I mean, that's the drug of he's... choice in America. You can get your house clean and you can yeah. get your fix. No, he just occasionally <laughs> likes the occasional spliff just to kind of take the edge off. Like, mm-hmm. no, he's not a meth addict, no. Travis is a nice guy. We're not, he's not fucking Walter White. Come on. <laughs> sure, sure. Okay. Walter oh. White's not a meth addict. <clears throat> True. Actually, Did you watch the actually, show? I was, I was, I, as I said that, I was like, actually, maybe, maybe, maybe he's Jesse Pinkman. I was going to point it out, but just like any other listeners would. Can't do it anyway. Yeah. Okay, maybe Travis is like, with his, to support his seven kids, is working with a notorious drug kingpin to brew amazing yeah, A little life. bit of this and a little yeah. bit of that, you know. Are you about to sing? <laughs> yeah, was that Just saying. Song? What's that song? <laughs> <laughs> the bloody song. <laughs> the bloody song. It really felt like that's what you were going yeah, for. Yeah, I know. I got that sense too. Yeah. Anyway. So, okay, maybe he's, like, doing some dodgy work on the side for, you know, dealing drugs. But he's really trying to just be a good dad to his seven children, you know. That, and he's still mourning over Ty. He's never met anyone else, you know. It's very sad. And then yeah. he gets the invitation. So he's like, 
oh yeah man maybe I'll, they'll help me to remember the good times with Ty you know before before everything went wrong so he also goes to the reading <laughs> before, she fell, off the <laughs> before she fell off the escalator and died in the mall yeah <laughs> so wait how did she fall off? Did she did she fall off like sideways? So assuming from the top of the escalator and fell like a great height, or did she fall down like an up escalator and like she just fell down the escalator for longer than she would have downstairs? I feel like it'd be more like was she falling down the escalator for like ten minutes? I feel like yeah, that feels more in character. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, and then she tripped. <laughs> she was Could we, we get just like a little snapshot of that in your sequel? Not not of like anybody casting the role, okay. but just like somebody falling, like a, a, mannequin, a mannequin or something, just yeah. rolling down an escalator. <laughs> Actually, yes, a, a, a def, definitely just a mannequin. Okay, a fitting tribute to oh tri- Whitney Murphy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she's a funny, funny lady. I'm sure she'd find it funny. Well, not anymore, but yes, <laughs> I'd find she, it funny. Yeah, no, sure. Yeah, no, she would have done. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I'm sure she would. Yes, it's a hilarious way to die. It is. It is. That's the point. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyway, um, so they all end up back at the reunion. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of where I, I ran out of time. But I'd like to think that the final episode would be they're all together at the reunion. Mm-hmm. So they all reconnect. Yeah, that's so. kind of like similar to the final scene of the film. They're at mm. a party. I, admittedly, it's the wedding party. It's not the same kind of party. But yeah. I think if you had, if your Netflix sort of thing went through, mm-hmm. you wouldn't need to do a massive, a lot. Like amount more. No. Well, I like the idea that maybe like Dion and Murray see each other and they reconnect and like they're having a drink and reminiscing about yeah. the good times, and then they realise that they're still in love and they get back together. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. I sure. think that'd be nice sure, sure, to have them because they obviously sure, were meant to be. Sure. And then maybe Josh and Cher kind of. I don't want everyone to just get back together. That's too easy. But maybe Josh and Cher like reminisce about the good times as well, and they're kind of you know they don't get back together, but they wish each other well. You know, it's bittersweet kind of thing. And have you got a name for the sequel? Yeah. Uh, no, have you got anything in mind? No. I was just like asking. I was only going to say something like <laughs> maybe like Cher and Dion's high school reunion, like you know. Oh my god! I remember so. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I was going to say Clueless reunited. Sure. Yeah. Or the, or the Clueless reunion. I think it's just a good opportunity for all the old couples to, and all the friends as well, like to reconnect and like so obviously Cher and oh, Dion sounds fun. have an emotional reunion. You know, they're like, oh sure. my god, you made so many fabulous hats. Basically, it's just a nice way to reunite as many of the characters as possible and to pay tribute to the ones who are no longer with us. So, mm. Yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, Louise, once you put up that pen, do you want to take your DC? <laughs> yeah. So according to previous corrections, Cher is now 40. Okay. So <laughs> it's 2019. 20, so it's, yes, yeah, 24 years after Beverly Hills High. Uh-huh. Cher was married to Josh for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Josh has passed away after losing a battle with cancer. Oh, wow. Bleak. And Ty well, has died well, in a car accident. What a bleak start. Uh, how many years ago did these things all happen? Well, she's married to Josh for 20 years. Everything else so felt like it's quite It's accurate. four years ago. Four years ago? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then Ty dies in a car accident shortly after. R.I.P. Brittany Murphy. Oh, dear. I mean, we can't bring her back, can we? So... Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cher stops looking after herself... She has a cockapoo called Suki. Called Suki? <laughs> yeah. What on earth did like, you... What, Suki. Suki, yeah, Suki. fine. What it's on earth was that cute... entire sentence you just said? It's a dog. Okay, a uh, Dion decides enough is enough and she emails the Queer Eye team. Oh, um, okay. I see where this is going. So, lo and behold, the Queer Eye team decide that they're going to obviously come and give Cher a glow up. Uh, so we, they give her the lowdown on Cher Lucas, because that's her surname now. She was married to Josh. Was it surname Lucas in this film? Yes, it was. I did my research. 
Um, sure. Yes. He Josh Lucas. Josh Lucas. Yes. Which is also the name of a famous actor. From, uh, I don't from... fucking know, but it's on IMDb and Wikipedia, so just fight me, bitch. Oh, right. I just... I believe you. Well, I, I say I believe you. It doesn't, doesn't sound like you do. I'd like to believe you. IMDb just says Josh. Just carry on. Uh, cast. Uh, Josh Lucas. Thank you. I, I apologise unreservedly. Thank okay. you. So, anyway, the queer eye team give you the lowdown on Cher Lucas. Um, She loves fashion, but she's given up now and mostly wears a slanket, which is a blanket that you put your arms through. Yes. Full respect. So she's basically going to really let herself go and be quite down. She does loads of work to charity because she used to do it a lot with her husband, Josh. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but she never ever takes any time for herself okay. um, and they're, they're obviously saying this all in the queer eye kind of way like sure. oh my god did they ever have any kids Sarah and Josh or are they no yeah they got two children okay two girls okay she never takes any time for herself but she loves to go to a weekly drag race viewing party at the local bar oh great um, get off um, her own heart the queer eye team give Cher a makeover slash glow up they don't like to call it a makeover because that's like kind of like a negative thing so on the mm. show anyway neither of you two watch it but there will be listeners that do anyway so the crossover between Beyond the Box Set and Queer Over the Straight Guy huge <laughs> huge crossover there may be some people out there it's a big show mm. it's a big show it's a good show yeah. um, so anyway now it just goes to the traditional format of Queer Eye so there's like one, two, three, four, five. There's like five different guys on Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and each of them do different things. A bit like Avengers Endgame, but like... <gasps> oh, that is a very... That's I'm a good back way in the like, room. Very back into the room. I do that yeah, to I do that to exactly. this. They all have their Infinity Stone superpowers. Yeah. And um, so... No, I do that too all the time. I just pretend like I'm dropping an Avengers Sure, Avengers sure. Stone. You've got to do it. You've got to do it. So... Jonathan takes her for a hairdo. Oh, Jonathan's so, the one who does um, hair of Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah, he does Game of Thrones, yeah. I love Game of Thrones. So he's like, oh my God, let's take your hair down because she's just had her hair piled on the top of her head. Like, that's it. She's not doing anything with her hair. Oh, is so it, are we going to have like a really unflattering wig for Alicia Silverstone? No, she's like, he just takes her hair down and it's back to its former glory Can we have he re-highlights really wig, it please. so it's nice and blonde okay, you know sorry. and he's like look at your hair it looks amazing uh, you know yeah. and she's all like yes this is how it's supposed to be yeah I feel much better about myself blah 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 he waxes but her tash it... and he moisturises her face and does a bit of makeup on her okay. so but is it the same haircut she had when in clothes? yeah it's got the layers it's, is it know... like an, a noughties twist or is it like literally just the same haircut no, yeah it's just long again and pretty again okay sure fine not just piled up on the top of it. Okay, sure. That's the whole point. Uh, Tan tailors her, so he gets her to wear a dress because, like, for the last 10 years, she's just been wearing jeans and a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. So he's like, you know, you should wear a dress and heels. You'll feel so much better. So she wears a dress and heels. Mm-hmm. Is it um, bad? <laughs> I think it's a more befitting of her age. She's oh, now okay. 40. Kamaro talks to her about death and people that she's loved and lost in her life. So she has like a big talk about that. So like Ty and Josh and you know, <laughs> her mom. No, she was married to Josh for like twenty years. Yeah. So it's a big part of her life. They've of got course. two children, yeah. so there's a lot to talk about there. Sure. Yeah. Anthony teaches her how to make a delicious cocktail and some nibbles <laughs> um, for her drag race viewing party Equally, that she's going yeah. to have at the end of the week. Because when on 
Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, or Girl, because they do have girls on it now. At the end of the episode, episode, they're always working towards something that they're doing. Mm -hmm. Like whether it's like, I don't know, like meeting up with family or friends, or going to a party, or opening a restaurant. There's loads of different things that people end up doing. So she's having this viewing party for drag race because that's what she likes to do. Bobby redoes her walk-in wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she the, the, the computer system had broken for the walk-in wardrobe over the years. So he, 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 he <laughs> what, redoes that, the entire that thing. That sophisticated <laughs> yeah. computer system. He gives her a modern version, you know, with a... Has she got an app now? <laughs> yeah, she's got an app now. She can do it from her phone. The wardrobe opens and selects her an outfit and it's all very fabulous. And she's like, oh my God, I love it. And it's amazing. And that's that's all of the Queer Eye characters. Okay. At the end of the episode, Cher goes to the viewing party at the local bar. And um, they are all watching Drag Race and her friend, uh, with her friends. And at the end of the episode, when it comes to the lip sync, suddenly sort of a live mic comes on. And you hear RuPaul say, the time has come for you to lip sync for your life. Cher! And then out comes RuPaul and oh. a couple of Drag Race stars and uh shares like oh my god this is amazing and that's is that the queer guys have arranged this for her? yeah because this or this something like this always like kind of happens not necessarily uh, on this scale but um okay and then yeah then they have a big party and that's the end so she lip syncs what, what was her lip sync song though oh i don't know but i wasn't really focusing on that it was more oh. that just the fact that she has like, an amazing time well, it's got to be like a 90s classic like the mighty mighty boss tones or something <laughs> yeah. like, Fine, the impression the cr- that I get or something. You know, like, linger, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be quite depressing. Maybe not so depressing, no, yeah. No, yeah. But either way, no. she's having a great time. She's back to her old self. Okay. She's, yeah, Dion's there. They're all happy. Oh, great. Everything's good. Have, I, have you got a title for that? I don't know. Can I suggest one? Good. Maybe how Cher got her groove back. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. But I was like, how I can like I get it. my two favourite shitty reality TV shows into one sequel? I will do it. Very good, very good. <laughs> so this isn't as much a sequel film as just an episode of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy featuring these characters. Mm. I mean, that's fine, but is that, is that what it is? Yeah. Not necessarily. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Fine. No, that's not, that's not a dig. Whatever. That's not a dig. That's perfectly acceptable. Like, we've had, like, sequels that are TV shows, movies, Netflix series, you know. You've listened. You know, you know how yeah. and John get. Episodes of Stranger Things over and over and over again. Episodes well, of the Truman Show over and over like, and over again. I get what again. you were going for when, like, you said that she became a successful lawyer and stuff, but I wanted to go down the route that she had a successful relationship with Josh. Yeah, of course. And that, like, they were happy together and that, like... She was doing well for herself, but then she let herself go, which is like, it's all that's always the case in Queer Ride. Right? They don't just like make over people that are perfectly fabulous. It's yeah. always like people that have like... Had a trauma or something. Yeah, like. had something bad happen in their life. So. Sure, okay. No, I like that. I think that's actually very good, yeah. And I think she would appreciate having four yeah. fabulous gay men reconstruct her. Because in Clueless, she's all about making other people better and fixing Ooh, yeah. their lives. Okay. So come on, it's deeper, it's deeper. Is Christian going to show up at any point? <laughs> yes you know what that's the one thing I missed out thank you yeah. Can, is he like one of the queer eyes or? yeah he could totally like come in and be like she's just totally not herself anymore yeah maybe he yeah. refers her yeah he's like the yeah. Yeah. no it was Dion that referred her oh, but okay, it, could, it should have been Christian fine sure 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 okay. but yeah that was my idea I like it that was very good yeah I think that's very realistic and watchable so thank you Harry 
Over to you. <laughs> Great, okay. Well, I have got a quite small one this week. Okay. And I've also got, got a... Quite small every week. Nearly thanked you for that, but I <laughs> caught myself. <laughs> caught myself because I realised what was going on. <laughs> so, yeah, this one's... Uh, I've got quite a small one, and then I've also got a teeny tiny one. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know what? It's not... Size doesn't matter. <laughs> But also one of the listeners' missions that I've got this week is huge. You haven't seen it. Jeez, really? Um, yeah. So I'll just pass them all off as my idea, if that's all right. Sure. So the first one that I've written, um, the one that I'm most proud of, is called Clueless 101. Okay. And it's set 2019, 23, four years later, whatever it is. Okay. Whatever Louise says it is. And uh, the three main cast, one of which I did not realise had died. You didn't know Brittany Murphy was dead? I've never heard of Brittany Murphy before this time. Oh my god, no! Ty, the actress who played Ty has died. Yeah. Okay, well, carry on, it's fine. What? (laughs) Where where would I know her from? Other than this? She's in the Oscar award-winning film Girl Interrupted. That's one of the main characters! Okay, never mind. Anyway. That's rough. Don't make a season out of this. (laughs) Brittany, I don't think... Oh my god! (laughs) Actors, how we didn't know we're dead. Yes, it's got to be a oh, season. Shit, that's okay, a good okay, season. Okay, that's a good okay, actually, that works. That works. <laughs> <laughs> how are you going to do that, though? That's interesting. Oh, my that's God. It's not... don't know. Yeah. We've got all the time. We can do this. Yes. Yeah. So we'll have a you're away, you're, you're away for Eurovision. Nothing's happening. So just think about that. Yeah, that's all I'm going to think yeah. about for the next two weeks. Yes. Yeah. Just... I'm uh, here to help. Right. Anyway, so um, the three main cast, which I'll share, Dion and... Ty? Ty. So you're going to recast Ty given that Brittany Murphy has passed away? Yeah, sure. Any any any, any ideas, people? It's hard to recast. Drew Barrymore if you're going for a time. I feel like Drew Barrymore Drew Barrymore? Drew Barrymore could do it, yeah. I'll, I'll, take, I'll, take, I'll take a Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah. They will now become college teachers. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, fine. Mm. She would do well at that, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, Cher is teaching law, of mm. course. Of course, yeah. um, Dion is the assistant to gym coach Murray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, uh, Sorry, Dion, Dion now teaches PE. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like she's just done whatever Murray's done, and it's pretty much just so that she can be telling him off all the time. Okay, fair, fair. Constantly okay, yeah, second-guessing yeah, yeah. sure, him, sure, doing sure. a way better job than he's doing at everything. Yeah. 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 Apart from identifying people's sexuality. Yes. How about that? <laughs> uh, uh, and Ty is teaching sex ed. Sure, yeah. But that's what a character would be. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, this semester, the teachers are set a task of creating a short documentary of the student life. You know, it's kind of like a promotion for the school sort of thing. Uh-huh. Right. So it includes all the teachers. They all happen to meet one student who reminds them extremely of themselves. Oh, okay. Um, of which they kind of follow and sort of make a documentary about that one person. And this is pretty much what the film is, is an entire full-length documentary of different people in high school going through different high school dramas. Okay. Which... You know, you can make it your own thing when, if you want. Mm-hmm. But it's all narrated by the characters from Clues. Oh, I like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty much the idea. Okay. So, share me somebody who reminds you of a younger self. Mm-hmm. In what sense? Give me some context here and I'll help you work with it. Uh, maybe she's just kind of, I don't know, another do-gooder who's... A young do-gooder little... who with like an overbearing father figure. That sort of thing, yeah. Okay. Who's going to play this young do-gooder? It's like a 17-year-old who's playing 
a young Alicia Silverstone. Are you now asking me to cast people under the age of 20? Because you know I can't do that. Okay, fine. Yeah. You know you know we've got about two people. True. Rather two, five years too old or five years too young. Yeah. Um, so what's the plot, though? So she meets someone who's like her. What does that mean for her? Is she trying to educate this person to be better, or...? Yeah, that works, actually. Okay. Is she trying to prevent this young girl from making the same mistakes that she made? That works really well. Okay. So maybe it's kind of a similar story in what's happening, but it's kind of like a second try for the main right, character to kind of go through it again. So, yes, yeah, so Cher... Is, live life through somebody else's eyes. Actually, I like this. So Cher is narrating this film, and she's like, I see this little young woman who, like, it reminds me so much of myself at her age, mm-hmm. and... Yeah, she's trying to fix people up with the wrong people. She's not taking care of herself. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to tell her that if she just backs off a little bit and relaxes, everything's going to be okay. Yep. But then she realises over the course of the film that teenagers can never be taught to make the right decisions. They have to make their own mistakes for themselves. Yes. And in the fact, by trying to teach this young girl to not meddle in the lives of her friends, she's actually meddling in her life and she's actually repeating her old mistakes. <laughs> You, you've said more than I've said on this idea, yeah. I've, you, you've inspired me. I think this is good. So, yeah. yeah so Man, she... I put so much effort into mine. I just got totally poopied. Aww. Yours wasn't poopied already. It was great. Okay, so that's Cher. So she learns through finding a student who reminds her of herself mm-hmm. that she's actually repeating the same mistakes and she actually just needs to let this girl make her own mistakes. Mm-hmm. That's a cool plot line. So Dion, what was her thing again? Uh, she is teaching Jim along with Murray. Okay. Um, does she meet a student who reminds her of herself? or That was my plan, yeah. Okay, well, she wasn't really very athletic. That wasn't really her thing. No, but I was just kind of thinking that she's... I don't know, I just wanted to kind of just do something in which she could be paired up with Murray just to be being clearly better than him. Well, sure, well, maybe she also... Maybe, maybe this is like the thing. Maybe she also sees a young, promising young student mm-hmm. who's very early in life got into what seems to be a very serious relationship. Yeah. You know, and they're fighting all the time. And she's trying to teach the student to, like, you know, it's you're too young to get bound up in these kind of, like, crazy relationship dramas just find yourself first and learn to love yourself first and then you can you know love will follow kind of thing but then maybe again she realises that she's projecting her own issues with Murray onto this young kid and actually through trying to help this kid her and Murray kind of reconnect mm-hmm. yeah that works yeah yeah and maybe this kid's also a very good fashion designer with excellent tasting hats <laughs> yeah. yeah I like it and then a the final one Ty so what was Ty's issue? Ty, well, I made her a sex Other ed teacher. Other than being dead, yeah. So she's a sex ed teacher, right? Sure. Oh, so she's like, guys don't Because I felt like of the three of them, she was the one who was... She, she's, she's had the experience, yeah. definitely, yeah. So yeah, maybe she... Maybe there's like a another exchange student or, you know, whatever Ty was supposed to be comes in. Not an exchange student. She's, she's just a new pupil. A new pupil to the yeah. school, yeah. Who's like clearly lived a life, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's trying to be like, you know, hey, guy, slow it down. You know, you don't need to do all of this right now. You've... You're 15 years old. If you keep going as you are, you'll become a sex addict. You're going to burn out and potentially... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. No, actually, I really like this idea of like all three of them meeting like their younger selves mm. in a way and trying to like... Yeah, that was the, definitely the and core of my idea. And learning a lesson yeah. through meeting them. So, yeah, I mean, that's very good. Yes. I mean, the, the important bit to me is that the dialogue is kept exactly the same. Yes. Maybe just some like noughties references rather than nineties. Like maybe like the slang is updated. Mm, I'd like to I'd like to keep it completely nineties. As if like no time has passed. No no no, as if like they're just so out of touch. Oh okay, sure. Oh so no they still speak like the nineties. Yeah. The kids are like, What are you talking about? Yeah, so like fans of the clueless film could watch this and be nostalgic about it. Yes. Because people are going, as if Yeah, exactly. 
And, and yeah, they're still doing like the W sign and everything. Yeah. And maybe all the kids. That's, like, them, that's the teachers trying to be down with the kids. Yes. When they'd be like, oh, whatever, get out yeah. of my class. Yeah, exactly. And maybe they're all the kids are like so into Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook mm. and all that kind of stuff. Well, not Facebook because nobody's on Facebook anymore. <laughs> so Instagram and Snapchat. <laughs> maybe all of the kids are super into social media and it's it's about the adult characters realizing that they're like middle aged now and like mm-hmm. coming to terms with that. And I think that'd be good. I mean, yeah. that's, a, that's actually a good idea. Yeah. I like it. Mm. The teensy tiny idea. Okay. Oh, the teensy tiny. <laughs> um, teensy tiny. Teeny, this thing. Um, Bro, not sure. It, so uh, the, the the three girls. It turns out that all their surnames are Heather, and oh. um, of course Winona Ryder tries to kill them all until her boyfriend tries to blow up the school. Okay, so it's basically Heather's. You sure. call it Heatherless. Sure. Heatherless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so th- th- those are my two ideas. Okay, the first one was better, but sure. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Okay, yeah, this 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 idea is way longer than mine. It's probably a normal length idea. Okay. So Colin Elliott has said, uh, well, initially he's given a reason for why he's done this. I blew off doing calculus homework to write this. I didn't mean to spend forty five minutes on it. I just got caught up. Oh my god, you spent forty five minutes writing this. Yeah. <laughs> is it going to take you forty five minutes to read? No. Okay, good. So he says, considering the major romantic angles of her high school experience are covered in the first one, we presume that the sequel will be about Cher and matchmaking as she goes to work for her father at his firm. She has to turn her skills at fashion, planning and smoozing into an avenue at, at becoming a viable asset. Along the way, she continues to become more responsible and less airheaded. She also has to cope with drifting apart from her friends and not knowing every detail of Dion's life. Mm-hmm. Although still way more than regular adults do. Sure. She also needs to make matches because she loves romance. Mm -hmm. This is also a defining character trait in Emma, the source material. Mm -hmm. This person knows his stuff. So she tries the ultimate task, setting up her father. Along the way, she learns more about why her father divorced from Josh's mother, which also strains her still-secret relationship with Josh. Thus, the five main arcs of the film involve one, her trying to follow in her father and Josh's footsteps, at the law firm and realising she doesn't fit in with uh, with that life and instead wants to be some sort of event or planner slash project manager that coordinates with her father's firm. Okay, that could work for her. Yeah. Uh, the second of the five arcs is her trying to set up her father with a new woman and eventually failing to do so. And then the third is her worrying and straining her own relationship with her boyfriend as she examines their relationship through the lens of their parents' unsuccessful relationships. Okay. And then the fourth one Continuing to keep that relationship a secret, worrying that her father will disapprove, and also worrying that he's right to, and five, dealing with the loss of close relationships she enjoyed in high school as people go to college or get jobs and everyone drifts varying degrees of apart. Okay. She first identifies herself with her father and Josh with his mum. Then, if she realises she's not her father, she sees Josh as her father and, by proxy, her as Josh's mother. Oh, so the relationship is quite toxic now because it's mm, like you know, yeah and she sees the fears and the motivations of both sides and why both versions of their relationship broke down Josh tells her about his dad and how that relationship broke down and she learns a lot about love but it scares her that so much can go wrong add in love troubles amongst her friends which she didn't even know about because they so rarely talk anymore and she nearly gives up on love as a concept entirely she feels her efforts in a previous film have failed She's losing her friends, she's afraid of the future of her relationship, and she despairs of setting out on her own professionally because she feels like she will fail, which is a new idea for her that she could fail. She thinks she's better off just being who she's always been, a ditzy virgin, single and clueless, 
the mould of who she thinks she's told to be. She stops trying to set up her father, but the woman still wants it. The woman who she was trying to set up with her father yeah. still wants her father. Okay. Yeah. So there's drama. Okay. In the aftermath, her dad shows slash tells her he doesn't want to remarry. Not everyone sees love the way she does. And Cher is all he needs. Okay. Not sure if she means herself or the singer, but I'll, <laughs> I'll leave that for you. So Cher's happiness is all he needs. And he's happy she's found the guy, she still re- but she still refuses to tell him about. Mm-hmm. That guy being Josh. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can see how happy she is when she's in love because he understands how much she loves romance. She gives in and confesses her relationship with Josh. He knows already because he's also seen how happy Josh is and what are the odds that they both had separate secret relationships. Sure. He doesn't mind. He likes Josh. Yes, of course. His ex-stepson. Yeah. yeah. So Cher realises that she is much happier with Josh than without and they're different from their parents so maybe love can triumph over history. They can make this work. She gains a new sense of her identity and individuality while reinforcing her core belief in the power of love and the general goodness of humanity. She's determined to make it work with Josh if it's meant to be, but she's pretty sure it is. She's also determined to stay close with her friends, those important to her, despite the growing physical distance and how they all change as they have different lives. And while some of her friends' love lives are in shambles, there's nothing a lot of matchmaking can't fix. And it's called As If. So... Yeah, that was... Sure, that um, was a very thought-through sequel. That was As If from uh, Colin Elliott. Nice. Very very thought-through, very detailed sequel. Thank you for that. I have a lot, a lot less thought-through ones. Would you like to hear those? Please, as long as they're short and sweet, yeah. Tyler Edwards has said uh, Tallulus. Tallulus. As, as in the number two. With oh, Lu- I see. Tallulus. Okay, yeah. Yep. Stephanie Pally says uh, Cluelesser, the clueless thing. The clueless thing. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, sounds like a horror movie. Great. Yep. And that's the aim. Nick Moe says Pointless. Okay. <laughs> I like that one. Pretty close to the bone for me, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> Connor Scuba Shark Reed. Wow. That's their Facebook name. Sure. Don't ask me. Um, just says Rudless. Rudless. Which I assume would be Clueless without Paul Rudd. Oh, okay. A, a much worse movie in many ways. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah. <laughs> got one more from Paul Spooner, who says, Too Clueless, Too Furious, but he has also given the description. Okay. Former It Girl Cher Horowitz is called upon to bust a dangerous fashion criminal. To assist her in a mission, she recruits childhood friends Donnie and Ty. Dion and Ty. Dion and Ty. Sorry, I I misread. Dion and Ty. Together, they must navigate the dangerous world of international fashion while asking themselves how clueless are they willing to go to catch a criminal. Mm, Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. I like that. I see that, yeah. Yeah. Or yours? Yeah, that's that's, that's all mine. Cool. Okay, I have some as well. So, Will Buckingham said, Clueless 2, Clue, and then you just watch Clue. (laughs) Fair. Uh, Brett Schultz said, Cher discovers that her stepbrother is Ant-Man. Yeah, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew Mancini said, whatever, clueless too. Cher has kids who try to navigate the life of teenagers in the world of social media. So, so far, so eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Hedaya <laughs> is the Trump-supporting retired granddad. That's the actor who played the dad in this film. Right. So in this sequel, he's a Trump supporter and he's retired. Yeah. Um, and there's some serious... Is Danny Dyer doing an accent other than Danny Dyer accent? No, this isn't Danny Dyer isn't the, the Cockney actor. This is Dan Hedaya who played the dad in the original film. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Although, if, you oh, if there was a British oh. person, if there was a British actor, I would absolutely advocate for Danny Dyer. A British remake of this film, I would 100% advocate for Danny Dyer to play that role. I didn't know. No. Oh. You're not going at dressed like that, you no. slag. <laughs> and there's some serious confusion when it's explained to them that their mom dated their Uncle Josh for a period in her late teens, early 20s. 
So he says, basically, this is the plot of eighth grade, but wacky and tied into the Clue universe. So that could work. Uh, Ira Ray said, clueless whisper, the whammoning. Bradstone said, too fast, too clueless. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Andrew J. Hawthorne said, toothless. They're all in their late 80s, but still super fashionable. (laughs) Nice. Mm -hmm. Yes, queen. Audrey Lazaro said, Cher and Dee get together on the anniversary of Ty's death and vow to get revenge on their ex-husbands who have all remarried. And so I guess that's like Murray and Paul Rudd and mm-hmm. Donald Faze on that, all that crowd. And they turn to Bette Midler, Goldie Horn, and Darren Keaton for help. So it's like a remake of The First Wife. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yep, great. And Andrew Gold says, Cher solves mysteries and takes the name Inspector Clouseau. <laughs> so over to Twitter, at Aussie Nerds Pod said, without a clueless, she teams up with Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Martin Gardner at MG Loves Fun said, Okay, super obvious, but Paul Rudd becomes a lawyer and finds out his firm is ripping off its clients. He hacks in, gives the money back to the clients, gets sent to prison, and when he gets out, he steals a mysterious red suit from Hugh Pym. Name, Ant-Man. Very good. Yeah. And finally, at Wales Lover Faye said, Cher and Josh have kids, and at their school, they put on a play like in Jane Austen's Mansfield Park. So ah. it's continuing the whole <laughs> Clueless as remake of classic Jane Austen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trope. So, yeah, those are our sequel ideas for Clueless. If you have any sequel ideas for Clueless or any movies we've done in the past, please let us know. We are Beyond the Box Set. You can find us at beyondtheboxset.com. Our podcast is available at all good podcasting platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. You name it, we're on it. If we're on it, let us know. Our Patreon is patreon.com forward slash beyondtheboxset. <laughs> Will you stop mocking me, please? I'm doing our... So I, you, I do this every episode. Like a rapper. You're fantastic. So all of that hat. My life got turned upside down. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so this guy. Our Sorry. social media our social media, you can find it on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Just search Beyond the Box Set or at Beyond the Box Set on Twitter. You can also find exclusive merchandise on tpublic.com, just search Beyond the Box Set. And we are also a proud member of the Paved Media Podcasting Network. Go to pavemedia.net to find out how you can grow your audience and connect with fellow podcasters. You know, this is this is Louise <laughs> So this has been Louise Ball's third and last appearance on Beyond the Box Set. <laughs> so, so as you're, as you're L- sw- listeners, the whole time that John was doing that, Louise was doing the sort of DJ scrubbing a, a, a record. <laughs> scrubbing a record? I don't know. Scrubbing a record. <laughs> so, Louise, as your swan song from Beyond the Box set, would you like to tell us anything that you would like to promote or anything at all? No, I'd like to say this is a fantastic podcast. I hope the people are listening. They surely are. Yeah. Well, they were. They're the only one. <laughs> Great. So next week... You sign up a beer Patreon. Yes, indeed. So next week, Harry. I say next week, but we're, we're getting a bit of a break because I'm going on holiday. Fucking <laughs> God. So we, we, we get a break for me. Brilliant reactions wow. there. Wow. Well, I Genuinely going to miss him. Okay. Well, yeah, I feel very loved. But when I get back, for you listeners, there'll be no difference because we've done like three episodes this week. So we're continuing to our regular schedule. But when we get back, we will be doing a film that I've chosen, I think. Oh yeah! Unless you had something in mind that you wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm just prepared. Well, I, I mean, I'm really not choosing anything particularly significant at this point. I'm just like, what's a film that's been on the list for a while? So I thought we could potentially do a film by the director Paul Thomas Anderson called Boogie Nights. Ooh, that's a real classic. It is a good film. I think you'll like it. Yeah, we'll okay. see. We'll see. We'll see. You've got two weeks to watch it. So good, great. Well, you said it's a longer film, so it's two weeks should be. Oh, that's long enough. It's not longer than that. 
it, it's, a 40, it's a 48 hour film it's a, right no it's like three just, day I think it's like three just day long three film is it longer than a Marvel Cinematic Universe no it's probably shorter than <laughs> Avengers Endgame yeah. and you see more cocks at the end so great yeah. can't wait so yeah. yeah join us next week listeners for Boogie Nights not including Glenn Close not including Glenn Close <laughs> oh no, thank no. god it's her cock that you see at the end Less thank God. <laughs> cool. So, thank you, Louise, for guesting. Oh, thank you so much Always for having me. I've had the most amazing time. I am pleased. <laughs> As if. Um, da. I have, I have one thing left to say to you, Louise. You're a virgin who can't drive. <laughs> Great. So, see you next week, people. Bye. Bye. Why am I even listening to you to begin with? You're a virgin who can't drive. Oh, that was way harsh, Ty. <laughs>